This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Hey, it's Glenn, and I want to remind you, peace of mind is tough to come by these days unless you have a Liberty Safe. With a Liberty Safe, you won't worry when you leave the house because you'll know your valuables are protected. And right now, you can get free delivery to your home on any Liberty Safe. Go to LibertySafe.com for factory direct pricing. LibertySafe.com, made in the USA, lifetime warranty, and peace of mind. LibertySafe.com. Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network. Hello, America. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. We have Evan McMullen on and want to get right to him. He is a guy who is uh, running for president of the United States. He has just joined, um, and his background is quite extensive, but he's a name nobody's ever really heard of, uh, and we go to him now. Evan, how are you, sir? I'm doing great, Glenn. How are you? Thanks for having me on. Very good. Let's get a quick look at your background first. Why are you qualified to be president of the United States? Well, I spent uh, over 10 years in the Central Intelligence Agency as an undercover operations officer uh, serving overseas after 9-11, where I uh, carried out covert operations against uh, al-Qaeda and other terrorist groups, as well as other uh, countries who are hostile to liberty, as I like to say. Um, then after that, I spent some time in the private sector and, and, and working with uh, companies and a range of industries to help them compete uh, globally and create jobs in the United States. And then most recently, I've been on the Hill as a senior national security advisor, as well as the chief policy director for the House Republicans, uh, where I've learned a lot about what kind of reforms this government needs in order to be more accountable to the people, which is a huge issue for me. So these are three major issues that the country faces, security, jobs, and government reform. And I think I'm very well uh, suited, certainly far better suited than the two major party candidates to deliver that. Uh, Tell me your thoughts about the uh, the Third Amendment to the Constitution. Yeah, well, let me let me say where I'm where I'm mostly focused uh, on the Constitution. I'm a big Tenth Amendment guy. Um, I do believe that power needs to be returned to the states. I, I think that we've got way too much power in Washington. This is where I'm focused, way too much power in, in Washington. And what that means is that if you're, if you're sitting in, say, Wyoming, if you're a voter in Wyoming, you're one of 440,000 people only who's, who's voting in state elections. If you're uh, in Wyoming and then, you know, like any American voting in a national election, you're one of 240 million uh, which means that uh, your voice in Cheyenne is far more powerful than it is in Washington. So, you know, I'm most interested in, in returning power to the states, uh, returning power closer to the people. There are a lot of other things that need to be done uh, to return power to the people, but that is really what I'm mostly focused on. So, so quartering soldiers is not one of your biggest <laughs> issues right now? No. (laughs) It was kind of a trick question. I wanted to see if you knew what the Third Amendment was. But you definitely know what the Tenth Amendment is. Um, uh, Tell me about the balance of of power. How, How, as a president of the United States, what would you do to restore that? Well, the first thing is, well, first of all, let me just say that it's a huge problem uh, right now. I mean, over the last several decades, and there are a number of reasons for this, uh, some laws that were passed and then some Supreme Court decisions that basically shifted a lot of, of Congress's power to the executive branch. And so now you have the executive branch, and I'm sure your listeners are, are aware of this, but 
You know, the executive branch passes uh, dozens and dozens of major rules and regulations every year um, that have the major rules that, that those are rules that um, have a, an economic impact of over $100 million. Uh, and, and these have the force of law. And then the executive branch has the power to adjudicate complaints about them and then also to issue fines. So, you know, they're behaving they're first of all they they're they're acting they're they're acting like Congress, they're taking Congress's power. They're also um acting as though they're the judicial branch. There's there's no balance of power in that system. And so that needs to be changed. We we can't have the the executive branch basically legislating on its own. So one of the things we need to do, there's a great bill out there called the RAINS Act, which we've we passed through uh-huh. through the House, um, that would basically say that if if the executive branch issues a rule or a regulation that is going to have an economic impact of 100 million dollars or more, and and you know that's sort of a you know, that the, there are other ways to sort of draw the threshold, but that's the way it's drawn in in the bill, uh, that that it has to get the approval of Congress. It can't just the, the executive branch just can't move forward with it uh, without Congress's approval. I'm 100 percent supportive of this. I would sign it as soon as possible as president, uh, and that that would be a first step. Um, the you've called Donald Trump inhuman. Yes. <laughs> you want to elaborate on that or explain that? I would love. To, I would. I would love to. I would. I would. I would sure love to. Look, Donald Trump doesn't care about anybody, anyone but himself. I think that's been very, very clear through this campaign. I mean, this is a guy who attacks people with disabilities. I mean, what kind of person does that? This is a person who you know kicks babies out of his rallies. Who does that? <laughs> Uh, he, he attacks. Actually, he, he tends to attack the world's most vulnerable people, whether you know they're refugees or babies or you know or, or people with disabilities. I mean, this is who this guy is. But it doesn't end there. He attacks. He attacks our, our men and women who have served valiantly, who have given their lives for this country and their mothers. I mean, I just I just think this. I served, as I said, for ten years in the CIA put my life on the line countless times and luckily walked away, you know, still alive, but others haven't. And, uh, and I, I just think anybody who would, uh, pursue, uh, the Oval Office and, and to be our commander in chief and who would disrespect our heroes and their families that way is somebody who is indeed inhuman. So let's just go through a couple of things. If we could just do some rapid fire. Um, sure, let's do it. Where do you stand on, where do you stand on guns? Uh, I'm a gun owner and a uh, strong supporter of the Second Amendment. Um, any restrictions on those? Any kind of uh, well, I mean, I do believe you know, there's a system of background checks, and I support that. I think we need to have that. I mean, but, but I'm, you, you know, believe- I'm, I'm con- Wait, do ahead. we have do we have enough laws or do we need other new laws? Uh, listen, this this is the way I look at it. I'm concerned. I, I do not trust the federal government. Um, I do not trust the federal government to be an honest broker um, in in a larger capacity. So so I guess if, what I'm saying is if some people want certain checks to be done uh, on certain purchases, and they want uh, a national 
you know, a national system for that. I would rather, if there's going to be something like that, I'd rather see it be done at the state level. I just think there's a real trust issue right now with the federal government, especially on, on the Second Amendment. So, you know, I, I, I'm open to, to discussions uh, of certain ideas, but it's with the, through the prism of not trusting the federal government over, at least under this administration, over its desires okay. to limit uh, Second Amendment freedoms. All right, I've got about 10 of these. I want to go as fast as we can. Taxes and the IRS. Well, I mean, uh, what the IRS has done over the last several years has just been, uh, you know, targeting uh, people, targeting groups based on ideology is absolutely terrible. I mean, in terms of taxes, I think we need a a simplified tax code. I think we need lower taxes. The, The House of Representatives has a lot of great ideas that they've put out recently under Paul Ryan's leadership. Uh, I support those. Um, so that, that's in a nutshell. If we're doing rapid fire, I'll try to limit it. Universal health care. Uh, not a supporter. I think we need a free market solution. Federalism. Uh, I could not be a bigger supporter. Um, von Mises. You got me there, Glenn. Von Mises. <laughs> Mises you, and The government's role in education in Common Core. I don't think I don't think the federal government should be dictating to the states. I think this is a state and local issue, and and that's my view. Uh, eminent domain. I mean, there's a role for it to play. You know, there there is a role, but uh, but I think it needs to be extremely limited. And Donald Trump's idea of it, you know, where he just wants to build hotels and parking lots and push people out of their homes, I think is just, I think it's tyrannical, frankly. Abortion. Uh, abortion. Pro life. Uh, immigration. I believe we need to secure the border first and foremost. It's it's uh, you know it's just a basic part of being a country. We've got to enforce our laws. Again, we're a country of of laws. Rule of law is so critical to to commerce and and security and all of these things. We've got to do it. Um, when- I do not. I'll I'll say I I, I think it's uh, the idea that we're going to deport 11 million people. I think is is unrealistic. So I, I'm not a supporter of that, but I do agree with Donald that we need to secure the border. But Donald has this idea that, that it has to be done with a wall across the whole thing. I talk to experts who tell me that in some places we need a wall, in other places we need a double wall, and in other places a wall wouldn't help. So, you know, however it's done, I'm a little more agnostic. Just as long as it gets the job done, we have to secure the border. Uh, ISIS, how to defeat them? Well, two things, and I think President Obama is failing miserably, and Hillary Clinton, you know, she's, you know, she presided over our foreign policy at a time when al-Qaeda in Iraq was reconstituting itself and then becoming ISIS. So how she's capable to fight ISIS as our commander-in-chief or, or qualified is a mystery to me. And, of course, Donald Trump, I don't think, is yeah, he's even, you know, less qualified. But what I would say is two broad things. Number one, we have to be better about taking the fight to ISIS out there. We, we're just not serious right now. I mean, you know, President Obama is doing a few airstrikes here and there, but we need to step that up. We need to do a range of things to take the fight to them. How many, uh, uh, yeah. how, how, how many of these uh, isolated incidents and things like Fort Hood or uh, the shootings that we have uh, that have been isolated, uh, will never know their motive, or it was just a lone gunman not related to ISIS, for instance, the uh, the shooting at Fort Hood or the latest shooting in Orlando. 
do you buy that we'll never know their motive or no i think it's clear i mean these are these are people who are unstable and then manipulated uh manipulated by islamist radicals i mean that's that's what happens and i think glenn i mean it's an interesting question a lot of people want to say okay there's a terrorist attack and they say all right we've got to let's Let's see if it was if there was command and control from Pakistan or from Syria, yeah. and if there was a command and control there, and if they were trained over there, and then they flew in here to do it. Okay, well then that's a terrorist attack. We have to get past that. We need to be, we need to realize the enemy has moved on. The enemy has adapted to our successes in counterterrorism, and they've decided. And th- this was a decision that Zawahiri made, and that ISIS has made. <laughs> they've decided. Excuse me to respond to our strengthening of our, 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 our borders and whatnot in, in some respects uh, and, our, and our, our, our intelligence service operations, they've responded to that by saying, okay, well, we're just going to inspire crazies and those who are uh, radical, on the, you know, radical Islamists in the United States to carry out these things and we're going to train them remotely and all of this. My point, Glenn, is that these kinds of attacks are just as much terrorist attacks as 9-11 itself, and we've got to finally get ourselves to the point that we understand that. The enemy is adapted. We also must adapt. Okay. Um, we're talking to Evan McMullen, uh, from, uh, who's running for president, evanmcmullen.com. Evan, can we hold you for a few more minutes, or do you have to run? No, no, I've got time, Glenn. Okay, so I'd like to take a break. We'll come back and maybe push you past the bottom of the hour as well because I want to hear your strategy. I want to hear why you're running, what your motivation is, what made you decide to do it, and what your strategy is to win and not just be a spoiler. EvanMcMullen.com. He is running for president of the United States. And Evan, I, I want to go into depth on this, but I think we have about two minutes here. Okay. Tell me... Tell me why you want to run for president of the United States. Well, let me just say that like many Americans, millions of Americans, I was hoping, I've been hoping against hope that someone else would step into this race uh, because I think our two options are just terrible. I think Americans are very frustrated, and so was I. And not, not just frustrated, but very concerned about what these two candidates mean for our country. So I waited and hoped that somebody else would come forward, and, and no one did. And I realized that no one was going to a couple of weeks ago and, and had some conversations with people who were eager to launch an independent candidacy. And so ultimately I decided to do it uh, because uh, other people weren't, candidly. Do you, do you think you could win? Yeah, I do. I do think that there's there's a way we can win, and there's there are multiple paths towards it. I mean, we are going to be on uh, ballots across the country through a variety of means. Um, there are a number of ways that that we can succeed. Uh, you know, two seventy is reaching two seventy is is going to be difficult, um, but there are there are other means that that we can prevail. Um, if what does we're that able mean? To, what do, what well, does that able, mean? If, if we're able to to move it into the house, we can we can prevail potentially there. But let me say this: you, you mentioned something before the break about you know my potentially my being a spoiler. I want to make this very clear. I just entered the race a few days ago. When I entered the race, Donald Trump was losing to Hillary by ten percentage points, and at the same time, he continues to put his foot in his mouth. And I just Hillary Clinton is a weak candidate. We should be we should be doing very very well against her. Yes. Conservatives mm-hmm. should, 
and Donald Trump just isn't getting the job done. And I just he is ensuring that Hillary takes the White House. I'm very I'm concerned about that too. So he's already losing to her, and he's going to lose to her because he is an he's an even weaker candidate than she is. I think as conservatives, we need somebody who can actually compete with Hillary head on, and I know I can do that. So that that's where I am on this, and I'm trying to give people a better option here, some, something that they can be proud of, some you know somebody with a positive vision for the future of the country. If it does go to the House, what's your relationship with people in the House? I know obviously you, you came from that background recently, right? Yeah, I did. And, and I think the key here is that I understand what, uh, you know, certainly House Republicans are looking for. And I, and I am in lockstep with them and on, on, for example, balance of powers, the separation of powers, the Reigns Act, things like that, um, and on policy, on, on, you know, on their agenda. I'm with them. I, I was there as that was developed. So, uh, you know, Donald Trump is not there. Donald Trump, despite his campaign promises, this is not a guy who's going to be willing to send executive power that belongs to the legislature to the legislative branch back to okay. the legislative branch. I mean, Donald Trump uh, is going to try to amass and consolidate power, mm-hmm. given that he's a, an authoritarian. Okay. So, and, so hold yeah. on. I, I I want to come back to you. We're going to have to break for a couple of minutes. I want to come back to you and okay. talk to you about the things that you think are the biggest problems that we're going to face, and then. I want to ask you about some solutions when we come back. You're listening to the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. In the next 19 seconds, you could sell your home. Okay, it's, I mean, it's not going to sell your home, I mean, this, but it, you're going to take a big step toward getting it sold. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find an agent selected by my team, a professional who shares your values and speaks the truth. Sell your home fast and for the most money. Get moving at realestateagentsitrust.com.